0: Welcome to Temple of Health Radio Show. This is Dr. Susan Kolb, and today I'm pleased to have back as my guest, Tricia McCannon. Today we're discussing the return of the Lords of Light at the end of the cycles of time. My understanding is that we are actually in the ending of three cycles of time, and I think it's important to understand um, how important how important these cycles are and what it means for the people on the planet right now. Welcome, Tricia. Thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, it's always a pleasure to to speak with you, Dr. Kolb. I always want to call you Susan because, you know, you and I are friends. And so <laughs> That's I don't fine. know what to call you for the radio show. What should I say?
0: Susan, Susan's fine. Susan's okay. fine.
1: Great. So, yeah, you know, um, I think that we are living in a very, very exciting time where there's obviously a lot of... Um, a lot of change, earth changes, emotional changes, vibrational changes, DNA changes, um, astronomical changes, and, uh, you know, as you said, there are many cycles that are coming to a close. It's not just the end of the century, the 20th century, and now the 21st. It's not just the end of a 1,000-year cycle going from, you know, the 1900s to the 2000s. It's not just the end of a 2,160-year cycle, which is basically one of the 12 zodiacal astrological ages. Uh, we've been in the age of Pisces for about 2,100 years, but um, we're moving into Aquarius, as we know. In fact, the theosophists say that we moved into zero degrees of Aquarius in 1939, I think it was. So each one of the degrees takes 72 years uh, for us to move through one degree, and every zodiacal sign is roughly about 30 degrees. Some actually are fatter and some are skinnier, but roughly they're about 30 degrees. So uh, we would have entered the one degree of the first 72 years of the age of aquarius in 2012 and then of course there is the great year which is all 12 zodiacal signs so 12 Mm -hmm. times 2160 which equals what the ancients call the great year and that's 25,920 years a lot of people will just round it off and say 26,000 year cycle but it's about 25,920 and so you know These ages um, are very interesting because basically the way they're determined is when we get to our spring equinox, which is March 23rd, and we watch the sun rise in the eastern dawn horizon, whatever the celestial backdrop is, of course we can't see the stars at that point because the sun's coming up, but if we could see the stars, what would that zodiacal sign be? And, um, you know, once they start coming up, it takes them about 2,000 years before another one comes in. And mm-hmm. they seem like that each of these ages energetically floods the planet with particular frequencies. Uh, for example, during the age of Aries, which was, you know, 2100, Started probably on should have started around 2250 BC, but Aries is a little narrower sign, so it probably really came in more like 2150, but it ended right about the time Jesus came in. Um, mm-hmm. So that um, that zodiacal sign, you know, Aries, it's ruled by the god of war. So basically, right. we had. You know, 2,000 years of the Persians fighting the Babylonians, mm-hmm. fighting the Assyrians. Roman fighting Empire.
0: The Jews, <laughs> fighting the
1: Egyptians, the Roman Empire, which, you know, went on for 750 years.
0: Uh, right. We had
1: Alexander the Great, you know, who right. literally conquered a lot of the known world at that time. Mm-hmm. It was war, 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 and more war. And then, mm-hmm. of course, Jesus came in as the avatar or the Aeon, that's what the ancients called it, the uh, A-I-O-N that would announce it was the avatar that came at the beginning of the new age or the new eon, A-E-O-N. And Mm -hmm. the ancient world knew that this was one of the things that happened, that these great spiritual teachers would come at the beginning of an age. Like uh, Mm -hmm. If you go back in time to the time of Mithra, Mithra was around 4400 BC, and he came between the shift between the age of Gemini, communication, the twins, uh, the age of two into the moving into the age of Taurus. So, um, you know, the good news is for us is we may be due for one, or we are due for one of these great uh, avatars to come to our planet, because we are now ending. Uh, Pisces and moving very slowly, of course, into Aquarius. And Aquarius is a very different energy than Pisces. I think Pisces mm-hmm. meant to be a spiritual, deeply spiritual age of going within. And, you know, Jesus gave us those great uh, missives at the beginning where he said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within, forgiveness is the key, love is the answer, do unto others as you would have others do you you know he gave us the keys but of course basically the the roman empire you know conscripted christianity and so we had the holy roman empire that then used military might to basically you know um, wage war and any you know competing religions or philosophical points of view and you know killed about fifty million people over the course of eighteen hundred years in the process but you know they're you know they've stopped doing that now thank goodness <laughs> and um and, and 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 so what happened is i think a lot of that softer beautiful Piscean energy uh got overrun by the kind of spillover from the age of of aries um although we did have many wonderful mystics and saints like you know st francis and Claire and um you know uh Santa Teresa and Hildebrand von Bingen and I mean there are many that we don't even know about because they wound up kind of having to be more withdrawn from the world. Um,
0: well what what about the Kali Yuga because that I think we're in the in the Kali Yuga right now is that right?
1: Well, this is a a little more complicated situation. Um, Now we're shifting systems. And so let let me just say, first off, that in the ancient world, whether you're in Chaldea, Babylon, Persia, India, China, Egypt, Greece, the Mayan lands, all of these great civilizations, the Druids, they were all very much about astronomy. And astrology Mm -hmm. was considered the esoteric, uh, arm of astronomy. In other words, astronomy mm-hmm. is the physical movement of the stars and the mathematics of it all. Right. Astrology is what does it mean? How does it energetically affect us as, elect- as electromagnetic mm-hmm. uh, waveforms that uh, influence. Human thought, human culture, human behavior, um, human thinking over a period of time. So astrology was always the esoteric, higher form of the physical science of astronomy. Um, mm-hmm. And so over time, all of these different cultures have um, they have interlocking but slightly different ways of looking at things. So everybody knew about the great year uh everyone knew about these changes of the ages because it's scientific it's not an opinion mm-hmm. it can be measured um, right. the mayans for example broke that 25,000 uh um, year into other smaller cycles and i let me say i'm not an expert on the mayan calendar although i have spoken about the mayan calendar and those smaller segments were like i think 520 uh years each uh, over a period of you know the 25,000 years or 26,000 mm-hmm. years. The the East Indian culture, you know the Vedas, Upanishads, mm-hmm. Puranas, um, great astronomers with long antiquity. They um, that culture may very well have developed as remnants of the Lemurian culture, which was mm-hmm. in the Pacific. And the Lemurian culture predated and also coexisted with the Atlantean culture before Lemuria went down, and then Atlantis continued for a very long time after that. Um, So they have even longer periods. They believe that the Earth and other planets go through a spiral movement we move down in a very slow spiral dance from the fifth dimension or a higher vibrational consciousness into the fourth and then into the third and then we hit the bottom of the trash can and then we begin to turn and we begin to go back up and so this happens over enormous lengths of time
0: But the bottom bottom of the trash can is called Kali Yuga, right? (laughs) Correct. The bottom
1: of the trash can is Kali Yuga. (laughs) So they had the golden age, the sattva. Mm. Sattva means golden. Uh, Sattva Mm -hmm. Yuga. Yuga means age. They had the uh, silver age, the Tretha Mm -hmm. Yuga. Uh, They had the bronze age. And then, I can't remember, I think Dwarpa, I think that's what that's called, Dwarpa Yuga. And then they had Mm -hmm. the Iron Age, the Kali Yuga. So the good news is that let's just say that the Kali Yuga was one unit in time, whatever that is, uh, 5,000 years or whatever. The Bronze Age would be double that amount. It would be two units. The Silver Age would be double that amount, so it would be four units long. And then the golden age would be double that, would be eight units long. So the good news is that we're not, in, even though it seems like from a human perspective, you know, the dark ages went on and on and on, that there's mm-hmm. 50 million people killed and the patriarchal religions that have thrown a lot of the world into war and conflict. Uh, still, in the big scheme of things, the Kali Yuga is not, it doesn't last as long as the other ages, which are more enlightened. But mm-hmm. each of the ages is um, defined by um, vibration and by right. accessibility to higher consciousness. Uh, during the Golden Age, we are aware as souls that we're immortal beings. We're aware that uh, we're having an experience, a, uh, a physical experience, but that we are spiritual at the essence mm-hmm. of who and we're able to go into super conscious states of, of connection and unity. So consequently, as you can imagine, no war. We're not having
0: right. war. Uh, or even so, that much conflict. You know, it it just wouldn't happen.
1: Right. Because we realize, you know, that we all come from the source, and we all may be different mm-hmm. aspects of the source. Uh, we may express in different ways. We may have different needs at different times uh we you know i think of it like a stained glass window that god the light of god is shining through every stained glass window is different but the light mm-hmm. of god is the same uh, mm-hmm. uh some people it seems like it's a stronger glow or a dimmer glow or quieter glow a more active glow but it's still the same divine um mm-hmm. essence or energy behind all of us just expressed in our own unique and eccentric ways um so, then with the, with the silver age, uh, we begin to fall asleep a little more. Uh, we're still experiencing, uh, connection, intuitive, uh, knowing, um, channeling, uh, hands-on healing, awakening to our spiritual gifts of the spirit, all of that, okay? But mm-hmm. in the in the Bronze Age, which is the third one down, we are in a logical mind, very rational, logical. We believe in what we, mm-hmm. we can see. Uh, you know, uh, we can prove it. I'm not sure God's real; I can't prove it, but I can prove scientifically that there's a mathematical basis behind the universe. Mm-hmm can prove scientifically that there is vibration and sound. Uh, we can prove scientifically that, you know, the planets go around the sun. Okay, so mm-hmm. that is the bronze state. It's logic and reason. And then there's mm-hmm. the Kali Yuga, which is actually superstition and, um, um, you know, the belief, but without a, a grounding in everything from, you know, witchcraft, let's burn them at the stake, you know, uh, fear, mm-hmm. Um, ignorance, book burning, things like that. So when we use that as a measuring stick, we can sort of see um, that it's like there are cycles within cycles within cycles. Maybe there was, there's really like a huge, gigantic golden age, and then there's the cycle of gold and silver, bronze, and Kali um, Yuga within the golden age and then it moves into a large, let's say, um, silver age, and then there's cycles of golden, silver, bronze and um, iron age within the silver. And then it moves to bronze age and then there's cycles within cycles. So there are some that believe that we entered the Kali Yuga of density. In other words, third dimensional, we are down at the kind of vibrationally the densest level about 5,000 years ago. But even within that, there are cycles. If you look mm-hmm. back, let's say, at the wisdom of ancient Egypt, uh, the wisdom of uh, ancient Greece, Pythagoras, Plato, mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, the contemporaries would have been, you know, Buddha. Um, this is all, you know, from 5, 600 uh, B.C. Buddha was born 300, I don't know, 50, 60 B.C. You know, clearly this was an age, even though they didn't have telephones, cars, and computers, this was an age of spiritual enlightenment in some many, many ways. Uh, there were deep conversations about the nature of God, the universe, how the physical world reflected the spiritual realm, how philosophy, religion, and science actually worked in a trinity of harmony with one another and were not separated. The great mystery schools were definitely around for some 4,000 years before Jesus and about 400 years after Jesus. So there were ages that, in terms of vibrational consciousness, maybe not technology, Mm -hmm. were at a much higher level than where we've been. Once right. you know we entered Pisces there was an effort to bring things together. In fact, when the Catholic Church, you know, when the Roman Church said let's formalize, you know, Christianity, there was a great excitement among many, many spiritual masters around the world from many religions who actually came to um Rome. They came to the Vatican going Yay, we're finally going to be working with unity consciousness mm-hmm. within a religion. This sounds great. I mean, I actually have read historic reports of, of, of Indian swamis coming in on flying carpets and magi. Wow. I, I may, amazing. But of course, what happened was not that. What happened was, mm-hmm. you know, Constantine, this is about mm-hmm. 312 A.D., was in a Control. Was in battle.
0: Control. <laughs> um, Control of the masses. <laughs>
1: Exactly. He was actually the head of the Mithran sect. Uh, He was Mm -hmm. the sole invictus or the victorious son. Uh, as the head of that order and and Mithra you know Mithra was a religion that had many many things in common with uh, Christianity. Mithra had twelve disciples. he was born in a cave. there was a special star that appeared uh, his form his um, levels of initiation included the dove, the eagle, the serpent for uh, you know the Kundalini um, mm. the um, uh, he was overseen by Um, uh, Athena, the goddess of wisdom. Uh, He's many times shown uh, sacrificing the white bull, and it was well known that the white bull was really himself. In other words, it was the same thing that the pure uh, avatar comes to Earth, teaches its wisdom, and sacrifices its life for the good Mm -hmm. of the whole. So who he's really sacrificing is, is is the purity of his own wisdom and strength in the age of Taurus, to be the avatar that brings the message of enlightenment. Uh, but because of this, he became um, uh, very much a, a god or a deity or a teacher, whatever you want to look at, it, avatar of a lot of um, uh, men in war who, you know, mo- many of them would never marry or really have children. Their whole lives were about in service to the Roman Empire. Some of them mm-hmm. certainly did marry. I'm sure they had sex, but, you know, but they were on the road most of the time. So Constantine, you know, was um, dealing with the fact that there were many, many different temples and sects to, you know, the goddess of love, the 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 god of the sea, the uh, the goddess of wisdom, uh, the god of, you know, the armies and so forth. And so he was attempting, you know, politically to, uh, and he had a lot of rabble rousing Jews too. The Jews were just kind of like, our way is the only way, our God is the only God. And, you know, they also wanted to have a big hand in what Christianity looked like. As you remember, a mm-hmm. big conversation um, between Paul, who had actually um, been an initiate, believe it or not, of the Greek mystery schools, um, but was not, he was a, um, a Roman citizen, but he wasn't a Jew, and then James, the brother of Jesus, who felt like that people needed to sign up to be a Jew and go through all the things like circumcision and all the Jewish rites before they could be a Christian. And Paul said, no, they can be a Christian whether they're a Jew or not, uh, because mm-hmm. Paul was just trying to get a lot of people to sort of awaken to um, that message as he understood it. So, um, you know, it was, uh, basically during these last 2,000 years, we definitely dipped into the Kali Yuga of the Kali Yuga we went into the book burning I mean the only reason we even have Plato today is because mm-hmm. believe it or not the Arabs who for actually many centuries were very enlightened and had schools teaching sacred geometry and all sorts of other things when the Christians were in their dark time of book burning the the Arabs actually translated Plato and some of the great classics and this is why we have them today and and it seems like every religion goes through these phases where initially the, there's the great teacher, and then there are the disciples, and then there are the people who are trying to take it out to a secular level, but those, they don't really, they're not mystics, they don't really understand the message, but they want the power. And they usually, right. you know, get an army together, whether it's Mohammed's army people, or whether it's the, you know, Roman church, or um, you know, before that, earlier, it was the Jews you know, doing it. And then they f- try to force their religion on others, and and mm-hmm. they go through a really rough period, and then they go through a period of suppression of knowledge and um, mm-hmm. then, you know, rules and dogma, and then they come out the other side at some point where they stop torturing everybody with their religion and they start being you know, a little more like Christianity now is much more beautiful now uh, because, you know, we're not out there with the holy jihad killing anybody. I mean, uh, there are a lot of wonderful people who are trying to do all the right things, going to church, mm-hmm. doing world relief efforts all over the world. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so fortunately we've moved into a, a kinder phase, thank goodness, Um but all this, you know, it, we really began to move into the Bronze Age within the Kali Yuga, uh, or during the time of the Renaissance. That was about 450 mm-hmm. years ago, and this is, you know, shortly after. You remember Giorgio Bruno, uh, Italian? He wound up being burned by the Catholic Church by saying, for saying that there was life on other planets and that other planets were inhabited by the spirit, you know, of, of people. Mm-hmm. That, gods, and that the sun was at the center of our solar system, and and then Galileo, of course, was imprisoned and forced to retract all of that.
0: Well, you know, finally,
1: we started getting out of the church, punishing everybody for, you know, knowledge. And so, um, uh, the Renaissance, this is one of the reasons how spirituality got divorced from science is because right, when the yeah. science came up they had to say to the church listen we're not telling anybody anything about the soul or the spirit or god that's your region we're just saying right. when we look through a telescope there appears to be a planet out there going around the sun that's all we're saying <laughs> okay right, <yeah>. and so <laughs> science had to really divorce itself from mm-hmm. any kind of spirituality to even get a toehold and not have everybody burned that's and, true. I mean, thank God we got science. Because science, even though for a long time it wasn't reconnected, and now I think it's mm-hmm. starting with quantum physics in the mm-hmm. beginning of the 21st century, for the very first time we discovered that consciousness can affect subatomic matter, and subatomic matter makes up atomic matter. So the electrons, right. the protons, the neutrons, they make up the atoms that make up everything mm-hmm. we see. So if consciousness can affect subatomic matter, that means that there's consciousness in subatomic matter. And so this, a right. hundred years ago, this was the beginning of opening our minds to the reconnection uh, between the spiritual world and the scientific world. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. And now we have wonderful physicists like Michio Kaku, um, Brian Green, another cosmologist, who, mm-hmm. who teach about this, and they understand quantum physics, they understand the math behind it all, and they can mm-hmm. show it and prove it, and they are spiritually, uh, connected, like Einstein right. was. You know, the more yeah. he uh, was, And Mick
0: Goswami's work is good too. Pardon me? Amit um, Goswami, the physicist.
1: Oh, I don't He's, know him.
0: You don't. Oh, you you need to uh, explore that. He's wonderful. He's written a lot of really good books, well, but he's have... merged. He's done a lot to merge quantum physics with spirituality. He was um, one of the advisors of What the Bleep Do We Know?
1: You, if you don't mind texting me his name and yeah, maybe yeah, our, well. our listeners, if you remember any of his books or. If if you want to spell his name because I, he's the one I do Well, he's know. starting
0: a he's starting a quantum university that you need to be a teacher in. I'll um I'll uh, introduce you to him uh, online too.
1: It would be yeah, it would be my pleasure, and I, yeah. I think it's really really wonderful. You know, in the ancient world, as I said, they taught that science, spirituality, and philosophy, or religion and philosophy, they there should be a check and balance. Mm-hmm. In other words, if we believe something like, you know, God is the green cheese on the moon, you know, we need to tr- see if we can scientifically validate that, you know, and if we can't find any science behind it, then maybe it's not true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You
1: know? So, so uh, you know, it's really great that we're now at a place where we're beginning to, and really, I think this has to do with the left brain and the right brain. And You know, the mathematics is definitely the masculine, left brain, right side of the body, mysticism or spirituality or intuition or emotion or arts. It's more the right brain, left side of the body, the masculine and the feminine. And, of course, mastery is the merger of the two in balance and in union. And what has happened in Catholicism which, let me just say, you know, I was raised Episcopalian, which I consider to be Catholic light, which is, you know, all the beautiful ritual and the incense and the ceremony and the genoflexing and the chanting and the the bells. and I love all this. I think it's just beautiful. And Episcopalian, at least the ones, churches I went to, they didn't have blame or shame or guilt or nuns that were hitting you with rulers or anything like that, which is really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And... um, but I think that what happened in the ancient world, they understood um, that there are these repeating cycles of time and that these solar lords periodically come to Earth, these great avatars, in order to bring these messages of enlightenment. And, you know, we have mm-hmm. Krishna, uh, who uh, we have Ra- Rama, we have Buddha, we have uh, Pythagoras, incredible um, um, mm-hmm. a, a being. Um, we have um, um, Thoth Hermes. You know, the same person. Just one's Egyptian name, Thoth, and Hermes is Greek. So it's and so I think what happened. We have Mithra. So all of them, almost everyone—Osiris, for mm-hmm. example, Horus, Mithra, uh, uh, Krishna—they were all said to be born on December 25th. They all had 12 disciples. They were all born in a cave. Uh, um, there was you know, usually a star a sign in the mm-hmm. sky. Uh, they, many of them perform miracles. Um, they, some of them, like Krishna, for example, and Buddha was said to have raised the dead. Osiris went through the death process on the, uh, and was always connected with the Tree of Life and the Cross. Um, and so I think what happened is when, um, the Roman, uh, uh Empire adopted Christianity, uh, they were trying to come up with, like, um, you know, let's unify everybody, so let's stop these religious wars. So um, once mm-hmm. the powers that be really started saying, you know, this is the path, I mean, instead of there being 27 or 24 sects of Christianity, this is the one, you know, if you want to be a Christian, this is the version you've got to be, you've got to accept this stuff political social and financial interest really got involved and if they had been willing to like all the other paths before them look back in time and say look there's this astronomical phenomena called the great year there's the change of the ages these great solar lords come in you know roughly every two thousand or more years sometimes Mm -hmm. in between and in fact this is one of the things that um you know, there were certain symbols that were associated with these solar lords, and the phoenix is one. And it was said that the phoenix returned every three to 500 years, meaning that some sort of avatar would come back to our planet to kind of give us like an energetic lift. So I think that what happened is when... Rome realized, I mean, I'm sure they knew these legends, they sought to suppress the legends so that they could say Jesus was the only one of these, the only solar Lord that came, the only Son of God, right. you know, everything yeah. was original. And, and that's mm-hmm. not really true. And it's not like Jesus stole uh, stuff from the other ones. It's that this is, um I think these are divine presences that come from the great central sun, they are archetypal in nature. They mm-hmm. uh, again and again are playing out, um, uh, laying a grid, a cosmological grid uh, mm-hmm. into our planet. So 12 is 12 around the 1. The 1 is the sun. The 12 are the 12 planets, so the 12 mm-hmm. zodiacal signs. So there are reasons why they're picking these symbols. The eagle Hermetically represents the divine father. The dove hermetically represents the divine mother, the, the, uh, the Shekinah or the divine daughter energy. You know, the mm-hmm. serpent it, it represents the rising of the Kundalini energy necessary mm-hmm. for enlightenment. So why, you know, the tree is the tree of life. It's the path that connects our planet with the sun and with the great central sun and the light behind it all. So these symbols repeat again and again. It's not like you know Jesus was stealing them from osiris or or from right. horus they 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 are archetypal and they're cosmological and they're beautiful mm-hmm. and um I'm actually doing a whole course on this you know last year i I created three really amazing courses for uh an online university called Sacred U, not like Y O U, Mm -hmm. but U like University. And you can actually Mm -hmm. Google Sacred U, and you'll see those three courses. And one of them is on the Egyptian Mysteries. It's about 10 hours Mm -hmm. and uh, six or seven different modules, probably 1,200 gorgeous illustrations and uh, images. And it's video, you know, so you can watch it at your own leisure, as you know, as often as you'd like, or you know, the day you order it, or a year later. One of them is on Mary Magdalene, the goddess, the Merovingian bloodline, the Holy Grail. Uh, another one's on the lost years and secret teachings of Jesus, um, and then this one is on the return of the solar lords and where we are in the cycles of time. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's going to probably launch maybe you know towards the middle end of February, something like that. By the first of March, certainly we'll have it up. I've recorded about five of the six. Um, uh, classes within the course. And Mm -hmm. I think that this is a really important subject because we are now in what the ancients call the mouth of the serpent. They saw Mm -hmm. the galaxy as a huge serpent. And it looks like that. If you look at it like with a star chart, it looks like a gigantic And the ecliptic, which is the flat plate that our planets all go around like a big inner tube, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, crosses it. It's almost like an X angle. So this X is part of the symbology uh, uh, that's connected with the Tau cross the tau at the end of time, the tau is the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet, and it represents the end, like, judgment day. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. at the end of the cycles of time, we graduate from earth school, how did we do time to take a look at our report card and see, you know, if we've achieved mastery. And so it's connected with the cross that Jesus and all these solar Mm -hmm. lords are said to be on. It's connected with the X. Is connected with the, um, like a T, a T. It looks like a, the tau looks like a, a T that's flat at the top and comes down at a 90 degree angle in the middle, just like the letter T. Um, and so, right now, w- we have been moving up into an alignment, uh, with, uh, basically the, the equator of the galaxy for about 450 years. Uh, and mm-hmm. and we are going to be passing through that equator for probably another 500 years. It takes about a 1,000 years to pass through it. But where we are now and what 2012 was about was an alignment in the mouth of the snake, the mouth of the serpent. And the reason they call it the mouth is because if you look at the the um, galaxy, the equatorial plane, there's this dark rift in the middle that kind of, if you think of it like a snake, it's like the mouth of the snake. And Mm -hmm. where our solar system is right now is in the mouth of the snake. And so there's an amazing thing that's happening right now in our galaxy, which is Mm -hmm. right there near the mouth of the snake, and, of course, we're two-thirds of the way out from the center. I just want to say, you know, we're not sitting in the center of our galaxy. The center is 27 degrees of Sagittarius. We're, we've are we moved out about 20, uh, two-thirds of the way out. We're on the Orion arm of our galaxy. Uh, so we're not in the center, but we're aligned with the center. And that's because we don't go around just like a flat plate, like a record player, it's like a big serpent. We go below the galactic equator for about 13,000 years and that's when, you know, 12,000 years, that's when Atlantis fell. 12,000 years ago, we'd spent a thousand years going through the equatorial center and then we dropped below the galactic equator and Atlantis was destroyed and everything was kind of wiped off and we had to start again. So now we're coming up from the bottom To where we're going, we're aligned with the center and we're going to go above the galactic equator. When we go above the galactic equator, this next 12,000 year cycle, the goddess, the divine feminine, comes forward to balance with the masculine, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And it brings us into a place of much higher vibration where our DNA awakens, where we move very quickly um, from the Bronze Age into the Silver Age, and then eventually, at the top of it, we're really in the Golden Age. So, mm-hmm. what marks the, the Silver Age, you know, Bronze Age, ignorance, uh, uh, Bronze Age, I mean, uh, Iron Age, sorry, ignorance, that's Kali Yuga, Bronze Age, logic, that would have been the scientific revolution. Um, mm-hmm. The the trait of yuga, the silver age, is intuition, things like channeling, um, muscle testing, uh, meditation, connecting Mm -hmm. with our higher self, dreaming, telepathy, lucid dreaming, out-of-body travel, near-death experiences. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that we talk about, we're talking about now that have been brought into our culture just really in the last, you know, few decades. Um, right. So mm-hmm. we're we're just in that crossover where a lot of us are still living very much in a world of logic and prove mm-hmm. it to me. But then right. more and more people are kind of awakening. You know, they may still have their foot in the world of logic, but mm-hmm. they're also awakening to their spiritual gifts and talents and abilities.
0: Mm-hmm. And that it's just that, a, that's it's cool. an easier way of being when you're intuitive because you can get a lot more information a lot quicker. That's all. It's just easier.
1: Yeah, it, it 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 is. And of course, we have to always remember that what's coming through us can um be very clear, but if we have emotional baggage or we have um blocked belief systems, those become filters and so the information mm-hmm. can
0: can distorted. be distorted,
1: yeah. It can get skewed. And so just mm-hmm. because someone's channeling, you know, you can channel a dog catcher or an ascended master. And right. some yeah. of the it really comes down to how clear we ourselves are, how clean right. our intention is. Are we in the heart? Have we balanced mm-hmm. our heart and our head? And what is our vibration? And the higher the vibration right. we hold, then the higher energies, uh, the clearer energies, the better channel or vessel or hollow reed for spirit, right. uh, to conduct spirit, we will actually be. Does that make sense
0: to you? hmm yeah, well, that like attracts like, so that's one of the cosmic laws.
1: It is. It's, the, it's, it's yeah. the, you know the world. I remember years ago when I first started studying with the Varagi Masters, they they talked about the law of like, and I was like, "What's the law of like?" They said, "Well, mm-hmm. we attract that which we like. We attract mm-hmm. that which we don't like because we have to heal our judgments of them. Right. Okay. And we attract that which is vibrationally similar or like ourselves." So, you know, when you we think oh well, you know, similar to ourselves great, but then when we encounter something that's negative, you know, we have to go, oh, it's a different level of like. Maybe maybe we are negative, but maybe we've judged that thing and it's time for us to heal our judgment of it.
0: I have a really funny story that illustrates that. Um I live in a neighborhood, you know, with uh, you know, about 200 houses and I was noticing that a lot of... Well, actually, it wasn't that neighborhood. It was uh, um, on the way to work. I was noticing in these other neighborhoods that I drive through that a lot of the mailboxes had been bashed in. That was probably, you know, 10 years ago. So I beginning I was beginning to get annoyed at seeing all this destruction. And then I live in a neighborhood where, like, I'm way far away from the main street. You know, like, it, you've got to go all... You know, way far away. It's probably half a mile in, so there shouldn't be any destruction, of just random destruction. But when I came home, my mailbox was smashed in, but nobody else's. (laughs) And then I realized I detracted that.
1: Well, you know, being in the isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. And the great thing is, it's enough to figure it out. That's even greater. Yeah,
0: yeah, I just laughed when I saw it because I remember getting annoyed on the way to work seeing all these mailboxes pressed in. But they were along the, you know, like where a lot of traffic is. And then when mine was, I was just laughing. I said, okay, I got it.
1: (laughs) Don't be annoyed
0: (laughs) with anything, okay?
1: (laughs) Because the vibration is increasing, what it means is that there's less, between our thoughts and the manifestation. So on one mm-hmm. hand, you, know, you can hold a real high vibration. Many times manifest a great parking place. But on the other, right. if you have a negative anger, judgment, it will wind right. up rebounding and, and being right back in your face. Is Pretty no- fast.
0: No. Yeah, it was within days. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was funny.
1: That's very funny. Well, you know, I think we're we're at this incredibly amazing time where, um, <clears throat> you know, if you actually look around, we've had some wonderful incarnations of the divine feminine that have come in. You've got Mother uh, Mira. You've got Amaji, you know, the hugging saint. Uh, you mm-hmm. And you've you had Sai Baba in India, who I think mm-hmm. is left the planet now. Uh, we had Yogananda at like uh, in the nineteen, you know, thirties, forties mm-hmm. and fifties. Uh, we had Sri Yukasqua, his master. There's Babaji that um, you know, uh, was here for a period of time that I don't think he's here anymore, but I know actually I knew the first Americans that went to India to see Babaji and Babaji was mm-hmm. um I think Sri yukasqua it, the lineage was Babaji, another master, Sri, Sri Squa and then Yogananda. And so mm-hmm. all of these, they've kind of been working behind the scenes, I think, to try to prepare, vibrationally prepare the planet and, of course, mm-hmm. every living thing on the planet for a um, for a raising of its frequency. And that means, mm-hmm. of course, that um, there are, are people that are, are leaving the planet because um, you know, they they can't really quite adjust to the new frequency. Um, so there's a lot them, of
0: people leaving right now. Seems like it's uh, very interesting.
1: Yeah, it a, a, and it is. And then also there sometimes there are higher consciousness people that are leaving, maybe because they feel like they could do more good on the inner planes,
0: supporting right. yeah. and
1: assisting. So I mean, there's a lot of reasons why people transition and and and. and it's, a, it's kind of a, a bigger, you almost have to get above the pattern to figure it out because when you're in it, it's like being in a forest and you can't figure out what the pattern means. But if you were an eagle and you flew above it, you'd suddenly go, oh, I see why well, these people are exiting and these people are coming in. And yeah, I, you know, I,
0: My impression is that it's because it's the closure of three cycles at once, that people's contracts are up it's almost like yeah i'm going to go to the end of when these three cycles are up but then that's when my contracts up and i'm going to go the other side and work from that side you see it's like it's like a natural closure point so a lot of people either either going to close out their contract here or they're going to go through whatever we're we're going to go through at that point and it's probably going to be more disruptive than we know. I mean, I I really feel like we're in for a, you know, it's it's like we signed up for this and we're going to go through it. But it's, you know, there, there's some trepidation about what's ahead. You know, it's like, okay, well, what's what are we going to be facing here? Well,
1: clearly so. at some level, we are going to have a pole shift. And, and that's- yeah,
0: exactly, a pole shift or an ascension, um, both of which are going to be, very, very uh life changing, um
1: yeah, whichever direction
0: you go in. Yeah.
1: And there's certain people who are like, you know, get me out of here before all that stuff happens. I don't think so. I think
0: you know, I I think that's true. I think that a lot of people go, you know, I'm just not Willing to go through either of those, so let's close it out here, and I'll come back after the, you know, after the the harvest is what it's called in Christianity, and in the law of one, it's called the harvest. So I think we're at the point of the harvest, and and harvest is, I mean, think about what happens during a harvest in, in the field. Okay, there's tur- there's turbulence, you know, and and things either stay in the field or they get taken out of the field. So you know, it, it's uncomfortable for both sides. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to be a real comfortable time. So yeah,
1: there's like a big swinging scythe that's coming down on that. Wheel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
0: energetically, and this, yeah, you know, I'm not talking necessarily physically, but energetically, we've been in this for about a year, where these waves of energy come in, and I don't know. I sleep 17 hours a day. I've never done that. I usually sleep five hours a day. So. You know, energetically, we're already in the um, harvest, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least I feel like I am. (laughs) Yes, it's like harvesting away (laughs) over there, really. Well, you know, I think that you're a pretty amazing, clear person myself. And um, uh, so, you know, maybe on one hand, I think that people, the clearer we are, if you think of it like – like a boat going down in the ocean. If mm-hmm. if you don't have any debris hanging off the side of the boat, even though the water's turbulent, you're going to have smoother sailing. But if you've got a whole lot of big old heavy weights and and buoys and things like that on ropes on the on each side of the of the ship as the waves slap against the boat, those um, loose waving uh <laughs> Uh, come back and hit you in the face. Are going to come back <laughs> the, and
0: poke holes in the boat. <laughs> this, or, no, or knock you out of the boat. <laughs> uh,
1: exactly. So the more emotional clearing. That's a good example. Yeah. The debris we have slapping around when the big waves are coming. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, gonna, you know
0: what? You know what? Um, Yogi uh, Yogi said? talked about this time and other people have talked about this other masters have talked about this time and the gist of what they said is anybody not strongly connected to their soul or higher self would kind of like lose it emotionally mentally whatever you know even physically they become ill they become too, too emotional to function or they become mentally ill and so the connection to your soul which is what we've been working on. That's what Temple of Health Radio Show is all about. That's what all of your work's about. Helping others make that connection and keep it is important to have done already. Okay. So, you know, the the more spiritual work you've done, the less the boat is rocking, and although you may have to sleep a lot and rest a lot, you won't be, you know, uh, unable to function. Yeah, that's I think
1: that's very, very well said. And let me say, that I don't really think that our, our emotional work ever really ends, our spiritual work. So wherever you are, you can start mm-hmm. now, you know. And, yes, of course, it helps the more self-reflective that you've been or the more emotional clearing. Or the, more you
0: you the more calm you are, the more you can calm down. <laughs> and <laughs>
1: so the less like outcome. You know, if we think about the world right now, there's a lot of people that are going through a lot of stress. Not only, you know, climate stress, health stress, whether it's just financial stress. I think stress. a
0: lot of the world's just deranged, period. <laughs> you know, I really <laughs> I, do. Yeah,
1: there's an <laughs> I think they're losing
0: it. <laughs>
1: <now>. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> expecting that one. But I just, I don't think it's ever too late. And I mean, I work mm-hmm. with people all the time. I do readings, you know, as you know, I've done over 6,000 mm-hmm. people around the world. And I do a lot of clearing work in these last few years. You know, I've actually had many, many people come in for like a week to work with me, mm-hmm. just pull layer after layer after layer off. and um, It's very
0: helpful, very, very helpful.
1: Really. If, and if you think about it, there are not a lot of lifetimes that we've had in the last few thousand years where the spiritual technology was available, where we weren't in a war zone, where we could actually, you know,
0: begin to We were clear. too busy surviving, if you think yes, about it, you know.
1: Too busy before for-
0: the before the industrial age. We were we were just busy with all the chores you had to do to survive.
1: That's exactly right. Um and uh, just a couple of things to tell you. I I know we're kinda coming up to the top of the hour, but I'm mm-hmm. you know, I wanna give out my website. Um okay, and do. also I'm um, my website's still great. You can get my, you know, four books, thirty DVDs, my online mystery school, there's like twelve of those discourses. Um, and, and, and the, there's not a link right now, I think, to Sacred U, but you can go to the, to Sacred U and look at those classes, and you can watch the very first module of each mm-hmm. one free, which is really cool. And then you can go, yeah, I like it. I wanna, you know, I wanna buy it. So, and, and once you buy it, you can watch it any time, you know, whether it's today or a year from now or five years from now. Um mm-hmm. so my website is trisha McCannon, t r i c i a that spelling like patricia but no p a trisha McCannon, one 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 so it's eleven eleven and uh oh oh sorry that's my email sorry' <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. it's trisha mcchannon dot, uh, dot com or trisha dot com. they'll both get you to the mm-hmm. same place and i'm in the middle of designing a new website which probably won't go up for about another another a month or something maybe by the first of march we'll have it up but i'm one thing i'm going to be doing is i've had a lot of people ask me if i would do mentorship with them and so um of course i have the the online mystery school programs that i taught in person for 14 years so i'm i'm starting to develop a program where people do the mystery school, and then I go online with, um, you know, with that group for about 90 minutes or two hours once a month, and then I'm, I think I'm going to wind up offering either one or two or three weekend, um, you know, initiation intensives that where they can come into Atlanta and we'll do sacred ceremony and uh, in-person in teaching. So I'm kind of working on that program, which I hope by the first of March I'll kind of have up on the on the new site. So that's all really exciting stuff that's in the works on my end.
0: Sounds great.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, I got to come into, um, I, I was at your office earlier this week getting some immune supplements, and I set up an appointment with you just because I never see you. And it's <laughs> not like I have to do a health thing so much as I want to see Susan. I have to have my Susan fix. <laughs> so I'm coming in to see you on the 4th. <laughs> And oh, great. I mean, we'll do some help stuff, but maybe we could actually, like, go to lunch or something. So, you know, yeah. by all means, you know, we'll, we'll try job. to do
0: that. That's great.
1: Yeah, give me your cell phone again, and we'll see if we can set it up, because I, I miss getting to see you.
0: I miss getting to see you, too, Tricia. Well, this is Dr. Susan Cobb with Temple of Health Radio Show. We've been interviewing Tricia McCannon. Please check out her website and uh, Sacred U University. U is for university for her courses. And um, please join us next week for Temple of Health Radio Show.